uh, I think Steph Ash, did she leave and go work somewhere? She's probably working in the back. Is she here? There she is. I forgot to say this morning, uh, well, I didn't forget because that was my plan for now, but I was going to mention to you to make sure you're here. Because Steph started her administration role at the church this week, and we're so grateful that she is, uh, as Pastor Aaron uh, has said, is looking after tying our shoes or lace. I don't know what he said. He's looking after, she's looking after a lot for us. And um, one of the things that she does is our bulletin, one of the many things she does, we'll be doing our bulletin. And um, the one thing I just want to show you, on the front of our bulletin, there is a little uh, near the bottom, there's some crosses. And those cross, crosses represent people that have given their life to Christ in this past year. And um, that we know of, that we know of, uh, that through our church in one capacity or another. And the little red one is one that came to Christ this week. And that is awesome. And as you uh, look at that bulletin, as you take it home, be praying for the people that have given their life to Christ. And this guy that gave his life to Christ this week, you can be praying for him. And it is awesome to be able to know that another soul is, has found Jesus, has been rescued by Jesus. And um, that's kind of cool and pretty special. But uh, as you see Steph uh, after the service, you can uh, welcome her onto the team more officially in a bigger role as she does our youth ministry and now as a, an administration component as well. And that's pretty awesome. We're glad she's with us. So this morning we're uh, in the third message in this sermon series called This Is Us. These messages are about expressing the values of UDAC, University Drive Alliance Church. In case you don't know, that little abbreviation goes to UDAC. These messages are meant to remind us and in a sense refocus all of us as a church to get um, ready for another ministry year. Well, and, and maybe that's even wrong because ministry just continues on throughout the whole year. Um, we want to be all on the same page, really heading all in the same direction with the same purpose and values before us. These values are a great reminder of our purpose, about our identity as a church, about the things that we strive to keep out in front of us and that are important here at UDAC. Here are those seven values that we've been sharing with you. First one is the word, the word of God, prayer, worship, discipleship, giving, missions, and small groups. Those are the seven values that we have placed here as a church in front of us. Pastor Scott started this series speaking about prayer, and he will actually bookend this whole series with prayer, both at the front and at the tail end. He's actually do a couple more, just because we believe that prayer is just that important for our church and for us. Last week, Pastor Aaron spoke on the value of discipleship here at UDAC and how we are all called to be in discipleship. This isn't just a leader's thing or elders or some specific, this is all of us are to be in discipleship. This week, I want to focus on the value more so about community which is a part of the discipleship, or part of small groups here at the church. It's kind of an extension of small groups. And so the one area that I want to speak on this morning is community. And to do that, I want to show you a video clip. So we're going to watch, it's about a two, three minute video clip, 
Uh, and it's from a movie called, wait for it. Oh, there it is right there. Ice Age. Some of you have seen the movie. How many of you have seen the movie Ice Age? Okay, for those of you that have missed out on that valuable movie, you will get a clip from it. You're all going to go home and rent it, I know. Um, this movie, it's an animated movie, as you can see. And, and it's about, this movie is about a little boy who was discovered by a woolly mammoth named Manfred, a sloth named Sid, and a saber-toothed tiger named Diego. And these three are um, such an unlikely uh, group of characters, companions, if you will, that unite on a common mission to return this little baby to their dad. Let's watch. Well, would you look at that? The tiger actually did it. There's Half Beak. Next stop, Glacier Pass. How could I ever have doubted you? Did you hear that little fella? You're almost home. My feet are sweating. Do we have to get a news flash every time your body does something? Doing it for attention, just ignore him. Seriously, my feet are really hot. Oh, 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 oh. Tell me that was your stomach. Shh. I'm sure it was just thunder from underground. I could jump like that. Wish granted. Ah! Come on, move faster. Have you noticed the river of lava? Nanny, 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 you okay? Come on, come on, say something. Anything. What, what? I can't hear you. You're standing on my trunk. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're okay. Oh, you're okay. Why did you do that? You could have died trying to save me. That's what you do in a herd. You look out for each other. Well, thanks. I don't know about you guys, but we are the weirdest herd I've ever seen.
cute little video. My favorite line in that movie, though, is that's what you do when you're a part of a herd. You look after each other. And my next favorite line is, I don't know about you guys, but we are one strange herd. And that could be said about the church. That could be said about us. Look around. We are a strange herd, a mix of people with different personalities, different backgrounds, different ideas sometimes. We might never hang out together except the one thing that we have in common. We love Jesus. We are on this journey with Jesus together. And in one way or another, we have been transformed by his amazing love and mercy. And because of that, we hang out together. But even more than that, as this film illustrates in a cute way, as a herd of Christ followers, we look after each other. We care for each other. This is really at the heart of this message and of this value when we talk about community. It is what is embedded in the life of small group. Small group is meant to come together as a small group to grow and learn and study. But one of the key components of a small group is community, is caring for each other. And that is to be spilled out into the whole life of the church in all different levels, whether it's an official small group or whether it's friends connecting and growing and being together. The reason we do this is our common purpose and mission. And we've been reading our UDAC purpose statement the past couple weeks together to remind us of who we are. This is us, to exalt Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Therefore, in his power, while demonstrating his love, we will reach, teach, and equip people to know, love, and serve him. That's us. And I want us to read it together all together. Will you read it with me? To exalt Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Therefore, in his power, while demonstrating his love, we will reach, teach, and equip people to know, love, and serve him. That's our purpose. This is us. And these values that we are preaching on and speaking to you over this summer are the things that come out of that mission statement. They are um, to be percolating out of it, if you will, all through the life of the church in lots of different ways. And, of course, this week, the one area we're focusing on is the area of community, or uh, which is an extension of our small group. I want to ask you to turn to your, in your Bibles to Acts chapter 2. And we're going to read a familiar passage that many of us know from the early church. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. I'm going to read it first in the New Living Translation. And I'm going to read it um, in the message right after. So first, Acts 2, 42. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place, sharing everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. 
they worshiped together in the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their number, or to their fellowship, those who were being saved. And again in the message, this is how it says. It says, they committed themselves to the teaching of the apostles, the life together, the common meal, and the prayers. Everyone around was in awe, all the wonders and signs done through the apostles. And all the believers lived in a wonderful harmony, holding everything in common. They sold whatever they owned and pooled their resources so that each person's need was met. They followed a daily discipline of worship in the temple, followed by meals at home. Every meal, an every meal a celebration, exuberant and joyful as they praised God. People in general liked what they saw. Every day their number grew as God added those who were saved. Isn't that cool as you think about that passage? Does it, it sounds like something that you would like to be a part of, don't you? Something that I would like to be a part of. That is the essence of the value that we're talking about today. Community was important to the early church. And we feel it is one of the, our values here at UDEF that we want to keep out in front of us. Small groups is really a part of community. It is tied to what Pastor Aaron talked about last week on discipleship. It comes out of that area. And this week I would like to add the focus more on the broad value of community right across the church and what that looks like. Community in the dictionary is, is defined as a unified body of individuals, people with common interests living in, particular, in a particular area, a group of people with a common characteristic of interest living together within a larger society. Kind of sounds like the church, doesn't it? Kind of sounds like this herd. We are a unified body of individuals with Jesus, and this purpose statement is our common mission. I'm sure we have felt uh, at times, or maybe you don't, but I think at times we have felt that we failed at this. We don't always do this super well. We have made mistakes along the way, whether it's within small groups or whether it's helping people feel a part of this community. So don't think that we do this perfect all the time. We don't. And for that, we're sorry that we have failed at points. But this is a value that we want to keep out in front. And like all these values that we're presenting over this sermon series, it is really important, it's really important to note um, and realize that these values came from the board, came from some time of prayer and scripture reading from our pastoral team in, was included in this. And it took some time to come up with these. But they must be adopted, held to, and lived out by all of us as the church. This is not meant to be just a head leader, key leaders kind of thing. This is all of us. All of us. This is our identity. This is who we are. And for this to really work well, we all have to be living this value, all of the values, but this one in particular, community, has to be adopted by all of us. When the church is working right, it becomes a place where our old nature and our old instincts begin to die, and we start thinking completely different about the people around us. 
people who we might never have associated with before or people who we would never have thought we would be friends suddenly become our brothers and sisters in Christ. And our herd, our community, our little tribe here becomes a place of love and service, a place where people experience the transforming power of Jesus at work in their lives. This is an Acts 2 church we're talking about. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in the meals and to prayer. I can just see how small group, uh, small groups of these early Christians just started popping up as they grew and met together and began caring for each other. This was not just a little church. This was a church, a huge, 3,000 were added at one time, it said this earlier. Like, numbers were added all the time. And so the importance of little communities growing and caring for each other was so important. They met in their homes. The 3,000 could meet in their homes. I'm sure there were little clusters all over the place. Sharing their meals and looking out for each other. That's what community is. There's a word that sticks out to me as I read this passage in this. And that word is devoted. All the believers devoted themselves. to the, the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to sharing in the meals, and including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. They devoted themselves. And again, the part we're focusing on today is the fellowship, the caring together, the meeting together in homes, caring for each other. What does devoted mean to you? When you read that passage, this is the word of God that says, we are to be, voted, to, to be devoted to each other in this way. What does devoted mean to you? Many of you know, no big secret, I'm a devoted Oilers fan. And of course, Aaron wants to take his holidays when I have a chance to, you know, pump some oiler tires here, but whatever. I'm still going to pump it anyway, right, right Greg? I love the Oilers. I've been cheering for them since the early 80s. I know it was a little easier to cheer for them back then, but I still cheer for them today. I'm devoted to them. I've cheered for them through the thick and the thin. I have the hat, the jersey. I check the scores. I look at, you know, for, I, I see the rumors of the trades. I'm, I'm devoted to them, okay? I am. Come on. You're devoted to Montreal, so whatever. We can pray for you and see if that changes sometime. Yeah. I'll get together with friends and watch an Oilers game and cheer on this side of the TV loud. Hey, you know, and I'm all in. Colson and I, you know, had the privilege of going to a game a year, year and a half ago. Oilers, Flames, and what was the score? Like six to three to the Oilers, and we're like, yeah. We still talk about it. It was great. I'm devoted to them. And this is the kind of devotion, and I mean even more, I think I would say, is the kind of devotion that God is talking about when he says we're to be devoted to caring for each other, devoted for fellowship, sharing in meals together. And not just with the four people that we're comfortable with, that we know, but with those who we might not normally hang out with. I point you back to the woolly mammoth named Manfred and the sloth named Sid and the saber-toothed tiger named Diego. 
these three unlikely characters should have never hung out together. Never. But they did. Okay, I know it's an animated movie. It's not a true story, right? But the point is, the point is, there, there is this little group, this herd, that came together and worked towards this common purpose. And they cared for each other, right to the place where Manfred was willing to die for the saber-toothed tiger that looked at Manfred like a steak. There are some of us here that would not normally hang out together, but we do because of Jesus. We do because of this purpose statement behind this. Don't forget why this herd is gathered together. In order for us to fulfill all of this, we need to be devoted to each other first. And in so doing this, our devotion to each other, our caring for each other, will draw those around us. They will see our love and want in on this herd. They'll be drawn to what's going on. They'll look in and they'll say, I, I like what I see at that church. I like what I see with those people. What's going on? And then we can point them to the rescue, to Jesus. We can share the story of what Jesus did for us and how this community has embraced that and is all, all about that. We can get so distracted by so much else around us, such good things even, but that we forget to look after the herd. We forget to look after each other right here, right around us. And when new people join the herd or our community, we need to bring them into our fellowship. We need to help them to get across the, the threshold of the front door and embrace them into our community, into this community, to help them to feel a part of this place. Greg Rochelle, I think, is the guy that talked about refrigerator rice. And he talks about community in that manner, going, you know what, you need to have refrigerator rice. When you come into my home, you know the people that have the right to come into my kitchen and open the door and grab a glass of milk. That's refrigerator rice. We want people in our church to have refrigerator rice here. I'm not sure what's in our refrigerator at the, in the kitchen, but you know what I'm talking about. We want people to feel like they belong here. And we need to help them belong. What are you devoted to? What are you devoted to? Are you devoted to EDAC? How devoted are you to this herd? This strange herd. The challenge for each of us is to walk this journey together. For some of us, we need to move from being observers of the herd of this community, of this little tribe, to a place where we embrace the people of this community as brothers and sisters in Christ. It may be that we need to take a step toward membership. Maybe that's it. Maybe there's some other steps you need to take into the life of the church. We, we, just, we just need to start that, that, that next step for us. Do you need to stop thinking about UDAC as your church, their church? It is our church. When you talk about this place, do you talk about it as my church? Our church? Or is it your church? It is a very significant decision to embrace a community 
of believers as your own and see yourself as on a journey together. If you haven't yet taken those next steps, whether it's membership or whatever it might be, I would encourage you to speak to someone at the info desk or myself or one of the elders or leaders here at the church. What can I do to make those next steps? Find out more. And what we want to say to you is, is that Jesus welcomes you here. And we welcome you here. We welcome you to experience life as brothers and sisters together. To be a part of this herd with us, as strange as we all are. Come on to the inside. Not just an observer. Not just one that kind of sits out and watches what's going on. I know we're in summer and we have kind of a summer schedule. But the life of the church continues on. And we need to continue moving forward. Others of us have embraced this community as our family, but there is room to grow, room to move forward. For us, the challenge may be to take our involvement to another level where we see ourselves as fellow workers. A great analogy is the dinner table. As some of us have said, uh, or as someone has said, uh, both dinner guests and family members may enjoy the meal, the same meal. The difference is, at the end of the meal, family members do the dishes. It's appropriate to be a guest for a while. But there comes a time when it's appropriate to get up and help with the dishes. Perhaps there are areas that God has laid on your heart where you would love to dive into community and service. But you just haven't dared to yet. You're not sure how. And so filling out one of the welcome cards, saying, yeah, I want to join the herd. I want to make next steps. And I know Pastor Aaron's away, Pastor Scott's on holidays, and that's okay. We'll get to helping you in those next steps. But we want to. There are places to serve. Kid Zone is always looking for people that are gifted at helping our kids, to help them to know, love, and serve Jesus. Come and help us. Find out at the info desk how you can help with our Kid Zone. Or... Uh, assisting with our youth ministry. Steph knows that she probably could use some more help, people that want to invest in our young people. So important. Serving with our maintenance team. we got a little list going out there in the lobby at the info desk of some guys that will help us do some maintenance around the church. I am not a fix-it guy. Trust me. You don't want me fixing your chairs anymore. But some of you are. And there's other areas, worship, ministry, whatever. There's lots of different places to roll up our sleeves and help. Maybe God is leading, leading you to a specific place and you're just kind of waiting for something. Don't wait. Perhaps God is nudging some of us to make, uh, just to make ourselves more available to the life and ministry of this church. Do it for his sake. Not for us, not for you, for his sake and for this purpose behind us. Time to giving of your tithes and your offerings. Make that commitment. Raise the bar. Whoop up is coming. Uh, that's in, in, in August, August 20th. We're feeding over 2,000 people on August the 20th. It's a Monday night. And we need a huge army of people to serve that, to serve our community. Don't wait till the 19th to go, Brian, how can I help? Make the sacrifice to go out into the lobby and go, Brian, I'm all in. Sign me up for something. Okay? 
This is about being a part of the herd and caring for each other and growing together. And you will get to know people and people will get to know you as you do that. There's a ladies' ministry thing coming up, I think, on the 25th. There's places to be a part of ministry and to get to know people. Don't sit back and just be an observer. Jump on in. Brothers and sisters, fellow workers, the final challenge is for those of us who may, may see ourselves as fellow workers but need to press that another step forward too. Perhaps God is inviting you to see yourself as a fellow soldier. That raises a significant question too, right? What does it mean for me to really live sacrificially for God? Where is God calling me to surrender my life? What does it mean for me to step out in faith and trust God that he will work through me and in me if I let him? Is the Holy Spirit nudging me towards some kind of deeper commitment to pursue a specific calling? Is he? True community, this little herd, just doesn't happen overnight. But when each person in the herd begins to wrestle with their own place in the church and takes a step towards deeper relationship, slowly the community grows. When you go back to this passage and you see what they did for each other and how this little cluster of believers that grew and grew and grew, but still there was this community of caring for each other and looking after each other just took place. You know, here people who would normally never hang out together begin to love each other and even lay down their lives for each other for one simple reason. Jesus laid down his life for us. And it's my prayer that our community would become a place filled with people who know each other as brothers and sisters, fellow workers in Christ. So we open ourselves up to new people, embracing the new community of those around us, getting to know new people. To the world we might look like one strange herd, but when the love of Jesus flows through us, they will desperately want in on that on this amazing journey of faith that we have together. Because God is good. And we're in this together. And community is of important value that flows out of our mission statement that says, exalt Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. And therefore in, not my power, but in his power and through love, we will reach and teach and equip people to know, love, and serve you. As we finish off, we're going to sing Breathe on Us. Let's stand together. There is a shaking that hearts awaken, our God is moving, forever changing us. 